All right, let's go with Sunday Pour, bringing the weekend in for you once again. Big weekend coming up, Yale, Harvard, pre-Thanksgiving weekend. The holidays are here. We are lining them up and knocking them down. Let's bring it in, see how he's doing today, see if he's getting in the holiday spirit or if he's in bah humbug mode or if he's uh, – we know he's doing better than Matt Ryan after this hysterical first half in the Thursday night game. I don't know. And I said the other day, that's what makes the NFL great is even like the bad games, they're fucking entertaining. Like that tie, the Lions-Steelers tie was entertaining because it was, it was comedic. This Matt Ryan first half. Was, was fucking hysterical. And mostly because, like, if you listen to the show, you listen to Ant, he did everything that Ant says he does. Take bad sacks. You know, the team itself taking terrible penalties. They made a I – mean, they, they took a bad sack on a third and less than one. Uh, then they had to kick the field goal. There was a penalty. And then they missed that – they made that field goal, but the penalty brought him back five more yards, and then they missed the next – they missed the, missed the next kick. It's been hysterical. It's been funny. So it's still, still entertaining, uh, even through disaster. If but, Matt Ryan was a dog, it would be time to call the vet. Oh yeah, he is awful. Yeah. If we, if we, if we want to have that conversation, he's done. He's got to make go. make arrangements, yeah. have the uncomfortable conversation, and don't be selfish. Yeah, he's, he's suffering. He's suffering. He's hung. He's hung around for way too long. It's not just this year. How long ago do you think he should have been uh, See, this day and age with, like, health as how it is and they're protected, they're so much more protected, these quarterbacks have such a longer shelf life. I'm not sure we're ready to have – I'm not sure the NFL is ready to have the conversation about, like, when to get rid of these guys, cut, cut, cut ties early. Because we see a lot of guys playing way too long because they're just comfortable. But the team's I would say, well, he let's see, he won the MVP five years ago. Oh, uh, was, that, was that recently? Well, it was the year they went to the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, geez, I guess that wasn't that long ago. He's been done for a couple, probably. Yeah, and he got a pass for last year because nobody knew nothing. Yeah, I'd have to look up his stats, but I mean, we we knew, you know, if I I think that if you're a Falcons fan. Mm. You shouldn't have to watch another Patriot Falcon game ever again. You should you should have you should get to sit these out. Um, they might be because I I've heard mostly Patriots fans in the crowd. Yeah, you should because just the broadcast itself. You know, you're not escaping that Super Bowl. Was it fit Super Bowl Fifty One? I want to say four years ago. You're not escaping that, and you only play once every four years. Right, the way that the schedule yeah. uh, works with the NFC AFC thing. Yep. So every four years, you're going to hear about the Super Bowl, the 28 to 3. You shouldn't have to watch this game. You should not have to. I would not, I would not kill a Falcon fan if they were like, once every four years, like we're just sitting this one out. I'm going to yeah. go play a board game, some Monopoly. I don't know, go to bed early if it's a primetime game like tonight. Once every four years, it's a 16 game schedule. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. Old school. You go old school. That's right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I watched a little bit of the pregame just because nothing else oh. was on. And then I watched, uh, you know, obviously I've been watching the first half in and out. And, you know, it's just constant references to that game. You, you, you don't have to – you don't have to do that if you're a Falcons fan. You don't have to. You don't deserve that. 
That is torture. On the it other is. Side, I mean, you have the Braves, I guess. But I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. On the other hand, you got to take your medicine. Like, sorry, man. That's a shitty way to fucking lose the Super Bowl. Um, you're a fan of the, that team. You got you to take your medicine. It comes with the territory now. That medicine is supposed to make you feel better, though. This is not medicine. This is like <laughs> sledgehammers to your ball sack over and over. <laughs> I guess we probably maybe we should re-talk, re- rethink that saying: taking your medicine. Yeah, really. It doesn't really. It doesn't really work. I'm not sure. It doesn't fit the profile at all. Yeah. Oh man, we, we just you just you just, we just put a big hole in the lingo. Yeah, the Falcons fans are not taking their medicine. The pain, the pain is part of what make part of what makes being a fan being a fan. It does, but how, did you watch the thirty for thirty on Yankees Red Sox in 04? No, but I watched. Not. I've watched most of the Yankees Red Sox series since then. Well, they play nineteen <laughs> times a year. It's hard to avoid. <laughs> Hard to avoid that, I guess. Right. So if I if I have to if if I have to occasionally be reminded about that, and it's and I'm reminded about it, I put I put on the fucking I put on the, the pregame or postgame in the playoffs, and there's Ortiz and A Rod sitting right there. I don't watch that. See, I can't watch that because of well, well it's not just Ortiz; it's A Rod too. Yeah, I'm not like locked into it or anything, but I mean they're there, and it's. It sucks because uh, A Rod's a goofball and Ortiz like still kind of takes it seriously. Uh, yeah. yeah, it sucks, man. So I, yeah, if I if I if I'm occasionally reminded about oh four, they could deal with every four years being reminded about the collapse. I guess it is similar. It is the worst collapse ever. It, they could deal, but with the it. Falcons have nothing though. Like Yankee fans, if you lived through. The 90s, you have something. If you live through a 90s, you have something. The Falcons have nothing. It's terrible. Who, who is their best player? I mean, is, is Deion's is the animal? I don't have I don't have another fucking conversation about Deion Sanders today, but he, he's on the Hall of Fame, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, maybe he is. Uh, they let her, they let a lot of people in. Um, if it's not the best Falcon ever. Jamal. How about Daryl Talley? Was he a Falcon? Andre Risen. <laughs> Andre Risen's a very good Falcon. Um, is, it Matt, is it Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's like top ten in touchdowns ever thrown. Something like that, I think, isn't he? Oh, so it's like him. It's like well, what him. about what about Julio Jones? Uh yeah, who, no, yeah, Julio was great. Kyle Pitts may be in the running soon. At some point, yeah, could be. I'm not sure. Is Julio great or he's just, he's just a freak of nature who, was, who had these moments? There's like years where he disappeared in, in the red zone. Just never. Yeah. He was on the wrong team, I think, at, at times. Uh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Wrong team, wrong coach, wrong quarterback. Everything, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Best Falcons ever. It's uh it's a short list, I'll tell you that. Chris Chandler had a run there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That's not a it's not a fun franchise at all. Michael Vick. Yeah, Vick's Vic could be on that list. 
he was great when he was there. Electric in his yeah. in his uh, heyday. I uh, all right. I, I have I brought up a list, but it's a guy from 1965. He's known as Mister Falcon. Oh, what's his name? Let's let's make it official. Tommy Nobis, linebacker. Tommy, oh, I like it. A linebacker. What was his name? Five-time Pro Bowler, number sixty. I like him. What do you think about the number changes? Have we talked about that yet? I think like week one or two. Yeah, it's, it was weird, but I'm used to it. But I'm used to it already. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. I get confused when it's a a, a guy who's been in the league for years and now mm. he's wearing number two. Yeah. That's where like seeing Julio, speaking of Julio, wears like number one or something for the for the Titans. Yeah, but like he never gets the ball. He never gets the ball anyway, so it's not a problem. No. Um, Remember yeah. Steve Steve Bartkowski? No. Uh, they have him as number three. He played in the seventies and eighties as the Falcon. They have Dion number five. Really? Jesse Toggle, that's what I was thinking. I'm not Daryl. Oh, that's yeah, Jesse Toggle's a good name. Same guy, basically. Very similar. <laughs> it's not a great list. I mean Jamal Anderson's number twelve. We weren't that far off. Vic is seventh, Toggle eight. All these other guys are guys from seventies and eighties, guys I don't even know. Well, I don't know. This is uh I don't know who made the list, but it's not a it's not a not stamped by it's Sunday Bleacher poor. Report. Yeah, this isn't stamped by Sunday Poor. It's official. No. No, especially since Julio's not in the list. Like, come on. Roddy White. Roddy White was good. Yeah, but he's not, you know. If he's your best no. player, you're in trouble. <laughs> that's, I'm t- I know. That's the thing. We're grasping at straws here. It's not easy. Well, when I say that, when I say if he's your best player, you're in trouble, they are obviously in trouble. They're just a franchise in disarray. I mean, we, we knew they weren't recovered. Everyone, they were talking in the pregame show, Strahan and them, <laughs> yeah. Bradshaw. And uh, Strahan was making a joke after they were talking about the hangover. They were like, how long does a hangover last? <laughs> we knew when they lost that Super Bowl, the minute it ended, we knew they were done, right? We knew they weren't going back. You weren't. You don't recover from that. Yeah, and the, and the team is just not, it's not the kind of team, like Matt Ryan is not that kind of quarterback where he's going to be like, all right, we're going to come back better than ever next year, and they're going to rally, they're going to go like 15 and one and, and, make, and, roll, and just dominate, you know, build up that. This is no. not that kind of fucking team or not, not the kind of players or leadership at all. And in their defense, I'll say something nice about the Falcons. If they had won that Super Bowl, they probably wouldn't have gone back. Yeah, it was one and done. They're not a dynasty. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like the Patriots were able to recover from blowing the 18 and 0 year, 18 and 1 year. Because they had had that pedigree in them. Like the Falcons were, there's just certain teams you just know are one and done. Like that's it. You're not building on anything. I will give them credit too. The the following year, they came back and they, they did win a playoff game. They beat the Rams, and then they lost to Nick Foles. So they did. They did make a little, you know, tiny run the following year. But you know, it's they've regressed every year. Yeah. Which you know, yeah. Fal- Ryan's older now. What do you what do you expect? He's yelling at guys he's now. Marking the team right now. Oh man, he's giving a Frank the Tank speech. Man, we got to <laughs> keep our composure. <laughs> Just hitting guys and shit. Yeah, we're. 
I mean, I'm, I was hoping we'd see the the emergence of Josh Rosen in prime time here, but it looks like he's sticking around. Matty Ice. Oh man, you don't want you don't you do not want Josh Rosen. <laughs> he's got a big arm. That's what they say. That's what they've been telling me. He's got a big arm. God, he does. He's a cannon. I, uh, he's used to playing behind shitty old lines. I'll tell you that. And so, so like part part of my job is like I I, I watch like t- different different TV stations sometimes. I don't have to, like, it's just kind of a minuscule part of what I do. And I just keep my eye out for, like, what we put on the air. Like, it's just kind of because we have the capabilities to do it. So I get access when I'm at work to, like, different feeds. So I put on, I forget if it was North Carolina or Florida today. I forget where. And I'm watching it. And there was, like, local news story that was on. And I, oh, it was Florida. And in Florida, it is, uh, Black Restaurant Week, which I guess focuses on black-owned restaurants. In Florida. In Florida, yeah. Yes, in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed this this guy who I guess, you know, they, they're going over all the shit, like tough times with COVID, and he, you know, he's using his 401k from his previous jobs, and his wife's using her 401k to like put into the business. And, you know, then the, then the pandemic hit, and they lost a good friend. Uh, and it's been like a, a real struggle and they're like, yeah, tell us, a, you know, and I'm thinking like, oh yeah, the good friend, like must've got COVID and died like during everything, the way they're putting it. Mm-hmm. And they get the interview, the guy and he's like, he's like, yeah, they kidnapped him. They put up a ransom for $900,000. The family paid it and they still killed him and burned the body. And I'm wait like, a minute. My first question is nine hundred thousand. Why not at that I'm, point just round up to a million? I don't know taxes. I have no idea why. Mm, maybe they're <laughs> trying to get under a threshold. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm like, and then they're like, yeah. So go down to you know uh, Mike's Chicken and Fish or whatever the fuck, and uh, and you know order order one, order one of Mike's special drinks. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They just they just went over like the story of the century for like just glanced over it for, like Restaurant Week. I was so pissed because I was like, this is a story I want to hear. I don't want to hear about restaurant week. They buried the lead. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, I just, like, I dropped everything. My jaw dropped, and I turned. So I'm usually just, like, listening at the background. And my jaw dropped, and I clicked it on, and I turned, and I'm watching. I'm like, what? And it was, it was now like, who Now, who was this guy now? He was just a restaurant owner in Florida. And they were just interviewing him because it's restaurant week, and it, it, this was the guy that chose to. No, and who was the guy who died, I'm saying? Like a friend, like a good friend of his. And and what was the point of telling that story? I know that like that was like part of like their setbacks in the past couple of years. You know that was a traumatic thing. You know it was you know a, a dear close friend of the of the family, and like, oh, they, okay, they, right. they 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 threw it in. Like I said, they threw it in. It sounded like it was a COVID related thing, and then uh, and then like yeah, they kidnapped him. I was like, huh. <laughs> And you know the ransom and the burning of the bodies. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want to know. There's, yeah, there's way more to this story. If you're if you're kidnapping a guy for nine hundred thousand, there's some there's some money there with whoever this guy is or people he knows. Like the family, something. Yeah, the, it wasn't the family. It wasn't his family. It wasn't the family of the owners. It was you know the separate family to, altogether. So I don't know what there is to know about that family or what they were involved in. I mean, whatever. You get somebody's kidnapped and they get 
burned a lot. I don't know if they're burned alive, but uh, yeah, just so. It's on the local news. This this interview. This was a local news a local news channel that was uh, that was on. Yeah, that is very Florida. Just yeah. to throw that in there. Yeah, so I was I was pissed. Like there's an unsolved mysteries episode built right into the story, and they glanced over it. I know. I want to know what happened. Give me an update. Give me the music. Yeah. We get this guy. We get this. Yeah. Well, so, people. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The people were ever caught or anything? Like, or what's the story? Like, can we get that out there? <laughs> Try to get this guy a little bit of business. Like, sell some blackened chicken and uh, fish tacos and shit. Like, I don't know. Like, rum punches. Like, I don't know. Can we, can we find out what happened to this guy? And maybe recover some of the money. Yeah. Put these seriously. People, put these people behind bars. Should at least give them marked bills. Seriously? Yeah. Something. Jeez. Man. I feel like I'd be. I feel like I'd be good at like, if I was the one handing over the ransom. Like I'd have. I've seen enough. I've seen enough movies. I got you know like marked bills, tracking devices. I'd also be good on the other end because I'd be looking for that shit. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure which end I'd be better on. Probably better on the bad guy end. Yeah, the bad, yeah, but the bad guy end. It's a lot easier. You have a lot more to lose on the bad guy end. One one false move and you're in prison for a while. Yeah, it's true. But you know that going in, that's the risk. On the other hand, if you're the bad guy and things start to go wrong, you you have no problem taking drastic measures. Like, well, now now three people have to go to be sure I'm safe, you know. Be sure I don't get caught. So it's an easy decision to make if you're the bad guy. If you're a good guy. You're just going to go Jimmy Conway and people and just start whacking them left and right? I don't know. If you're the bad guy, you're probably more comfortable with that. You're the good guy. You're looking for an amiable, peaceful solution. Which, yeah. Which, if you run to a lunatic bad guy, might not happen. You give them the money that explodes over that. You ever take a tour of the bank when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. They have the ink, ink packs. I worked in a bank. <laughs> Uh, well, did you ever take like a tour when you were in elementary school, though? No. Nah, uh, it must have been just a thing in East Haven. We, the there was a, there was a girl, tour of a bank. There was a girl in my class. Her mother worked at the bank, so we took a tour of the bank. Did you guys go to the bank one week, the grocery store the next week? <laughs> it was it's the fucking bank. It took like five fucking minutes. Bakery or some shit? It wasn't a museum. There was no T-Rex. I, I don't know what the point of it was. Longer, but that's the one thing I remember is the, the exploding money. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's real cool. Did you, get, did you go on any real uh, field trips? <laughs> oh, man. It was a small budget, you know? Town's cheap. Mm. What could I say? Did you go to, town, did you go to City Hall? Did City <laughs> Never Hall. made it to City Hall. I mean, the ride, to, the ride to the bank was probably longer than the actual tour of the bank. I don't even know if they provided transportation. We may have walked there. <laughs> it's right off of Main Street. Imagine giving a tour of a bank. Like, how how'd they do? How was the tour guide? Was the mother gave the tour? Yeah. It's, I mean, there is no tour. It's a little bank. You just stand there. It's more of a, just a... It's a real stationary tour. You're not getting your steps in that day, you know? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought that was like a thing all elementary schools did. You went on bank tours. No, it was not Apparently, something. <laughs> Apparently, you guys were going to museums and shit and getting cultured. I don't know. 
Uh, Ellis Island. I went to a museum or two, I think. I did go to Ellis Island. I did All do right. Ellis Island. Right. Uh, that, was, that was junior high, I believe. That was the one and only okay. time I'd been there. I think I went to elementary school and we went in middle school, but I skipped the middle school trip. For some you skipped reason. the Ellis Island middle school trip? Yeah, I forget why. That was cool. Too. I don't think I went inside the Statue of Liberty, though. No, I didn't. And then we just went by it, and right to the right to the Ellis Island. Can you go to the top of the Statue of Liberty? Yeah. Elevator? I don't think so. I think it's Damn, that. Uh, I don't think it's that high. I don't think it's that bad of a walk, though. No. I don't think so. It's tall, but I mean, it can't be. I don't think it's that bad of a walk. How many stories do you think it is? Mm, I don't know. It seems kind of tall. Twenty. Probably why we didn't walk up it. There's probably some sort of... Uh, oh, from the bottom of the base, the tip of the torch, the Statue of Liberty measures 305 feet and one inch tall. To climb the, to the crown, visitors must ascend 354 stairs or 20 stories. Bang! On the nose, man. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice round number. It was like 22, and I guess, right? It would have been more impressive. Hey, that you just guessed the right number. There's, uh, there's nothing to don't don't no no style points. I know. Yeah, don't put yourself uh, don't put yourself down. That's that's impressive, no matter what the number. Yeah. What a gift. Nobody gives gifts like that anymore. What kind of gift? A statue, a cross continental statue. Oh yeah, the French. Yeah. Yeah. And we hate, we just shit on the French all the time. We hate the French. Meanwhile, like one of the greatest well, of American freedom is a gift from them. Do we shit on the well? Do we shit on the French, or do they bring a little bit of it on themselves? They're a little pretentious, the French. Yeah, no, I don't really like them that much either. But I'm just saying, it's funny how it works out. Like a French restaurant, I judge a lot of uh, races by like the cuisine. Yeah, I think that's where I think that's where the French lose me. I mean, it's been a long time, too. 1886. Man, you like, never talk to anybody who's like, yeah, I went to this French restaurant. Like, yeah. You already lost me if you even say that. <laughs> yeah, it's always overpriced, small portion bullshit. Sometimes we even have duck l'orange in the menu. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You can't give a, I guess you can't really give a gift every, you know, almost like two centuries and expect me to be still kissing your ass. I mean, they gave it, the thing already turned colors because they're like, yeah, put it in salt water. It turns green. Yeah, if someone told you, you know, I gave you that Christmas present 15 years ago, it's like, all right, man. There's been 15 fucking Christmases since then. Have you been? Yeah, expired. <laughs> yep. Uh, there was some, uh, some news. Your boy, Coach K, got in a little trouble. Scumbag. Is that his his, uh, his grandson, right? Yeah, I don't know the full story exactly, but uh, I guess he was like, she's charged with aiding a DUI or something. I don't know what that means. We helped him. I don't know. We helped him put the car on or something. I don't know how. I've never heard of a passenger getting in trouble. But no, I've never, never heard that. Nevertheless, leave it to a uh, Shashevsky to figure it out. 
how to do it. Now, where did this happen? Is his is the kids in college, right? Yeah, I think he's on the team, isn't he? Oh, is he? I thought so. I didn't look into the story at all. I heard he was a passenger, and I heard he got in trouble for something. Other than that, I did not look into it. All right, all right. Let's do this quick here. We'll figure this out. I know he was with – he's not on the team, but he's with uh, star freshman Paolo Benchero. Uh, all right, two members of the Duke basketball team face charges related to driving while, while impaired uh, of one of the players on Sunday. The grandson, Mike Saverino, was arrested on suspicion of DWI, and Blue Devils star freshman Paolo Panchero has been charged with aiding and abetting DWI. Oh, so the grandson is charged with DWI. And the, and the uh, freshman player is charged with aiding and abetting. There's really not much. Did he get in the driver's seat and try and pass off like he was the one driving maybe? Yeah, maybe. Could be. Fall guy. Chris Carter, you need a fall guy. Yeah, absolutely. But the fall guy shouldn't be the star freshman. No. The <laughs> fucking dumbass Krzyzewski kid should be the fall guy. Yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. since he's going to easily get, get away with it, no problem. Yeah, they, they did this all wrong. He, They could have caught him like – digging holes for three dead bodies and on, on Duke's campus, and he would have gotten away with it. Well, on Duke's campus, I mean, we, we would not have heard about it. <laughs> no. I won't, uh, the kid's a, like a walk-on, right, Coach K's kid? I, I don't know if he's actually a player. That was my mistake. I don't, it just, no. they, don't, they don't ever actually say he's on the team or if he was a player. It just, it just mentions him as the grandson. doesn't say anything about his attachment to uh, – well, he's getting a free ride either way. Oh, is he? Yeah, no, he did. He did join the program as a walk-on. I was giving. I see. I don't. I hate that shit. You know, we always like to talk about nepotism when it, when it comes yeah. to uh, politicians, kids, and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like when these kids just walk on. Fucking Buddy Beheim, who I guess is good now. Apparently, I'm, I refuse to say he's good, but it's, this ain't little league, man. College yeah. basketball. You're you're one step away from from the pro level. Stop coaching your son. Saverino played four minutes in Friday's win over Army. So that's the kind of that's the kind of time he's getting in these games. He's not getting Buddy Beheim minutes. No, they won by thirty, and uh, that's the game he got in for four minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good for him. Good for him. Speaking I mean, of. Uh, Jeez. Go ahead. Get your house in order, Coach K, for Christ's sake. Yeah, nice fucking victory lap you're taking. Remember, he's did, what, did he, what was his reasoning for doing the victory tour? I don't know. What victory tour? It's his last year. Oh, is it? <laughs> you don't remember when he uh, called the press conference? No. It was so yeah. over the top, man. I forget <laughs> what song they were playing. It was some new song. Man, what a start. But, yeah. What a start to the farewell. <laughs> Yeah, sayonara, Coach K. <laughs> oh, oh, he said he wa- he was uh, he said he wanted to let the recruits know. That's why he's taking the victory tour. It's not fair to the recruits. Way to help, the, way to help the program, Coach K. Yeah, he better off lying to him. Jesus, who's gonna be the coach? Um, I'm gonna say John Shire. 
that's who my money's on. All right. By the way, Savarino is the son of Duke assistant athletic director Debbie Savarino, the oldest of Coach K's three daughters. So not, oh, only, not only does the kid play, he got, he got one of his daughters the assistant AD job. Yeah, it's a mob family, basically. Yeah, I mean, Duke isn't there. Duke isn't there to employ your entire family. I mean, you know, get, a, get him a job mopping floors or something. Yeah. I, mean, I, were, I worked at, at where my father worked, but, I mean, I was a little man on totem pole. Like, You're also not still there. Yeah, that was like two summers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a little much. That's a, li- a little much. <laughs> yeah. The daughter's got an Italian last name? Yeah. Yeah. Savarino. Oh, so, oh she married. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she married an Italian. I was trying to do the family tree in my head. <laughs> um, so, speaking of college, you mentioned Yale Harvard. Yes, sir. Big weekend. Big, huge weekend. Kicking off the holiday season. I was doing a little uh, research today. First, I was going back and looking at the games that I think I've been to. Okay. But then I got, I got looking at just on the Wikipedia page at all the uh, just memorable moments. Do you want to take a, gra- uh, a, a guess mm-hmm. what year the first Yale-Harvard game was played? Um. Mm. Yeah, this was like, geez. It was played at Hamilton Park in New Haven. Oh, wow. I do not know. I'm going to have to look and see where that was. Uh, I might go too far back here, but I know, I know it's old. Uh, 1894. Off 19 years, 1875. Oh, man. I didn't go back far enough. Jesus. Brewster, also known as Brewster Park and Howard Avenue grounds. Okay, I know where Howard Avenue is, so that makes sense. Oh, located at the intersection of Whaley Avenue and West Park Avenue, so not too far. Not too far from where the game's played now. Um, all right, so I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page now, and I, I can't make sense of what the scoring was like back then. Okay. It just says 4G, 2T to zero. So I don't know if that's four field goals and two touchdowns to zero. That was the, that was the point system back then. Whoa. Yeah. It was. I mean, you're before, like, this is, this is like 100 years before the four pass. <laughs> I mean, this is like yeah. no four, not 100 years, but it is, this is before the four pass was invented. So who knows what the fuck they were doing? Oh, hey, I have an explanation right here. Un- until 1883, goals from a kick, G, and touchdowns, T, were tracked separately. And in 1875 and 1876, touchdowns did not count for a score. What? Mm. What do they count for? They, don't, they didn't count for a score. I don't know. I, I'm not even going to – I can't wrap my brain around that one. I mean, they gave them two T's, so – but then, ah, who knows, man. We don't even know if it was four downs back then because – all right, so in 1876, 
it has Yale winning the game 1G to 2T. So one field goal to two touchdowns, they won. Hey, you can only win within the rules. That's – yeah, you're absolutely right. That is incredible. And then between 1877 and 1882, a touchdown counted for one-fourth of a goal. Wild. That's – so, wow. So when did the touchdown become the – It looks like 1883 is the first normal score I could find, 23 to 2. It was played on Thanksgiving Day. The polo grounds. Wow. That's class. 1883. That's all class. That was probably like the height of competition. Yeah. I mean, this is going back. Who the hell was the president in the late 1870s? Hoover? Grant? Grant? No, Hoover was early 1900s, right? Yeah. When did the Civil War end? (laughs) <laughs> 18, 1865 yeah 1860s yeah this is 10 the first Yale Harvard game was 10 years after the Civil War ended <laughs> that's yeah. unbelievable oh fun fact in 1885 Harvard banned football so there was no game pussies to, to me that's a win for Yale fucking fucking stuck up pretentious Harvard pricks yep even back then even back then who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Let's get some other. Uh... The, <laughs> the 1894 game was so violent that the series <laughs> was suspended for two years. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I got to hear what, what was violent about it. It's, it's Wikipedia. I'm going to have to do a separate search on that. Oh, nice. 12 to 4 was the final score. Was that four field goals to two safeties? Yale beat them. 1894, Yale, Harvard. Man, make sure. How, how bad could it have really gotten? Make sure they think about what the Ivy League was and what they are now. Oh, yeah. I mean, secret, secret handshake, like, like uh, you know, protected by daddy's money and shit. And, and back then, they're out there. Stabbing people in the field, trying to disembowel the quarterback. The eighteen ninety four Harvard Yale football game that became known as the bloodbath in Hampton Park. <laughs> I hope we see. I hope we see another one of those. Yeah, let's yeah, bring repeat. it back to eighteen ninety four. Eighteen ninety four one. Oh man, someone's. <laughs> I'm on some uh, Pinterest. I don't use Pinterest, so I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it looks like someone is selling a ticket from that game. $2.50 for a special reserve seat. That was probably the most expensive ticket in the in the place. Wow. Springfield Mass. A brutal contest. All right. No, we, may have to, no, we may have to look into that more. Yeah, what exactly happens? Is there actually fist fights happening? I mean, they didn't have any pads or anything. Like they didn't, it, Look, if you had a helmet. That, uh, it was also – oh, there we go. It's another article. It says it was known as the Springfield Massacre. 
Jeez. Sounds like a great game. Wish I was there. Oh, man. Springfield Massacre, which saw seven players carried off the field in quotation marks, dying condition, whatever what? that means. Oh, my God. Harvard and Yale broke off relations. Each <laughs> blamed the other for the contest's unprecedented brutality. <laughs> this is like the football match in Sleepers. Yeah, dude. And it says the, 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 the baseball crew and track and field teams avoided each other for a season also. <laughs> track and field. All right, track and field. Take it easy, guys. Yeah, no, you know, javelin someone to death. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't really give much. It's one of those – I mean, it's one of those games. I got, I got to find something that was written in depth about it, but it was so long ago. You're not going to find anybody who's around now to talk no, about no, it. No, no, well, no. There's got to be newspaper articles from it. Yeah, I haven't been able to find a uh, – a, a recent, or I'm sorry, a recent, a part an article from the actual time, but wow. Um, so yeah, that was eight, that was the 1800s. Let's, <laughs> let's see, any other cool venues for games? Uh, eventually, they just started playing, you know, on each other's home uh, campuses, I guess, or not really campuses, but. Harvard Stadium. Uh, oh, well, they both – it looks like they both uh, – during World War II, they called off the game in 1917 and 1918. So no game in those, uh, in those years. Oh, here you go. Okay. I got some. Oh, I got – this is I, – this is enough right here. This is enough right here to make me hate Harvard. Let's go back to 1908. Okay. <laughs> Ah, see, it's a myth. I can't even get into it now. There's a there's a rumor here that the Harvard coach strangled a live bulldog and threw the dead carcass at the players in the locker room before the game to motivate them. But it looks like, according to research from the LA Times in 2011, it's likely the story is a myth. All right, I got I got some um, specifics on the 1894. Hamden Park bloodbath. Springfield Massacre. Yeah. Uh, so this is a quote from the New York Times. The record of French duels for the last dozen years fails to show such a list of casualties as this one game of football produced. Mm. <laughs> uh, wow. That, but then this next line makes it seem like wimpy shit. Black eyes, sore shins, and strained backs cut no figure in this contest. Uh, up to upwards. Well, of five. when you consider when you consider the the equipment wasn't great. Yes, um, upwards of five players were hospitalized with injuries injuries during the match. Yale tackle Fred Murphy, eighteen ninety seven, hit Harvard tackle Bob Halloway during an officials conference and broke the Crimson player's nose. Wow. Murphy would later take a hard hit to the head, which left him unconscious in a Springfield hospital as rumors of his death circulated. But he recovered from the concussion. There's no blue tent. Back Al then. G- no, Al Jerems and Frank Butterworth also received head, head injuries. Yale captain and four-time All-American Frank Hinkey broke Harvard's Edgar Ridington's collarbone following a fair catch, and Charles Brewer's broken, 
And Charles Brewer's broken leg only added to the list of Harvard casualties. Harvard's Johnny Hayes and Yale's Richard Armstrong were ejected from competition for excessive violence. Uh, I mean, there's no instant, no instant replay, man. You get away with a late hit. Following Yale's 12-4 victory, rivaling, rivaling, geez, rivaling fans took the pattern of violence into the streets. Awesome. It's like Europe. It's like the Europe soccer fans. Yeah, brutal. 1897, it was uh, – or no, it was suspended for a year, and then it was – Now they're singing Kumbaya on the 50-yard line during yes. halftime. Fucking bullshit. Game what did those guys What did those guys die for with their broken noses and bruised shins? <laughs> for you guys to form a drum broken, circle on the – Broken collarbones. During the halftime show? Yeah. The game would not, yeah, be, would not be suspended until World War I, and then after that, COVID. Right. Wow. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's enough of it is – I don't know if enough is made of this game. Like, how, how far back does Army-Navy go? I don't even think Army-Navy goes back that far. I'm not sure. Can't go well, – I know ESPN game day did show up one year in, at the uh, Harvard campus. I think it was 20 – 14, I want to say. Okay. They should be showing up at these games, man. Yeah, it's a tradition, man. That's, that's like the coolest part about it is it's, like it's part of American history. It really is a slice of Americana. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I want to see how far back the Army, Navy. Even just going to Yale Bowls kind of – like, you know, we went to see Yale Holy Cross this year. And even just going to that field, there's like a nostalgic feeling to going there. And it's like a time machine. You're going through a time portal, literally a time porter. Yeah, portal. and the, the football kind of adds to that too sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's definitely a huge part of it. It would not be the same if you were watching, you know, the Chiefs and uh, the Packers. Right, 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 right. Playing on that field. Correct. I mean, it would be cool to see a pro team, a couple of pro teams on that field. Well, well, they used to. The Giants used to play there. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. Uh, let's see. How far back does Army-Navy go? 1890, so that's 15 years. What we say, 1875? Yeah, 15 years after Yale Harvard. Just to give you an idea <laughs> just how far back Yale Harvard goes. Uh, here's a fun fact. The one two years ago was a classic. I, I think, I don't know. I'm no historian and I can only speak, you know, to the games that I was around for, mm -hmm. but I would say it's gotta be top five when you factor in everything, the protest with the comeback. Yeah. There with was, Yale winning the Ivy league. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say for sure. I think the one in 18, 1968 was considered one of the best ones. Yeah, the tie. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a book written about that. Right. And I think eventually there will be some sort of documentary. There'll be books written about the 2019 one. I hope so. He's yeah. gotta, you got to let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. Can't be like Patriots Day, the Boston Massacre. Two years later, there was a movie about it. You got to – come on. Funny that. Um, 
Yeah, my first Yale Harvard game was '99. Okay. Harvard was up twenty-one-three at the half, and Yale came back and won on a late touchdown by Eric Johnson. EJ. Do you know what uh, he's famous for? A couple things, but game-winning touchdown against Harvard. Um, Eric. That's Johnson. one. Yeah. Famous or infamous? Uh, what do I get? Oh. It's pretty famous. I mean, he did all right. I'll just say that. He's famous for something. He's famous for who he, who he married. Oh. 99. All right. Did he marry like a Spice Girl or something? I don't know. I have no idea. I'd say better than that. Jessica Simpson. Oh. I yeah. That. Wow. After Romo? Uh, yeah, had to be. They're married now, I mean? I mean, they're still married, yeah. Yeah. After Nick Lachey. <laughs> uh, yeah, second husband. Uh, and he was drafted by the Niners also. It's like a late-round, seventh-round pick, I think. Oh, wow. Pop star. I was close. You were close. Do you want to hear his stat line on the day? Yeah. I don't know if this was his senior year or not. I feel like it was. So the, the game where they came back and beat Harvard, won the Ivy League, game-winning touchdown. 21 catches, 244 yards, and a touchdown. That's a day. Oh, man. <laughs> Especially when you're considering the, uh, you know, the talent out there, the personnel. That's not what, you're not supposed to see that in a Yale-Harvard game. No. I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that was the first game I went to. And after that, it was just always, always trying to find a way, always trying to find a way to get there. And that's at 99. So you're, you're what? You're 13? Uh, yeah, junior high. God damn it. It's a bug in here. Yeah, that'll happen. Son of a bitch. You got to give it a bare hand job. Oh, it just smacked itself into the wall. Oh, again. It's going to kill himself. I mean, don't jerk it off. It came, it came out wrong. <laughs> don't jerk. Don't jerk the bug off. <laughs> well, I got to give him a – got to make him feel good before I fucking smash his brains in. Yeah. I think that's what, isn't that what bees do? Is there something with bees? Like when they sting you, they, have a, they kill themselves or something? Yeah. Oh, well, they're going to say like he had an orgasm before he died. What? I kind of audible in the middle of the sentence. I realized <laughs> that was wrong. It was, it was, <laughs> there is something with those bugs. There's one bug that orgasms right before it bites your head off. What's, what animal is that? Oh, no, the praying mantis. Praying when, mantis. When they, yeah, when they mate, I think when the, hus- when the husband, when the man is done, I think the woman bites his head off. Huh. Romantic has to make you, has to make you wonder was it worth it? I mean, if you only get one shot, man, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're gonna do your life. You're a praying mantis. Like you're just, you just you you walk around looking like a stick. Yeah. What's your purpose, really? Yeah. You don't have one. Goof. So, uh, kind of goofy. Might as well get your rocks off and uh, call it a career. Yeah. You don't have to listen to her bullshit after you're done. That's right. You don't have to buy a, you don't have to fucking buy a breakfast. Yeah, no cab fare. 
Yep. Get yourself home. Yep. And and I mean, how to raise the kids? Her choice. Oh my God, he took off. Yeah. He didn't just he take. Took, didn't just take off. I mean, he got, well, he got murdered <laughs> by by the woman who'll be having the kids. But I guess it must be some sort of must be some sort of agreement. That is aggressive. That's a really aggressive move by the female mantis. I wonder if there's any videos of that happening. That banging mantis porn? <laughs> Praying mantis porn, PMP. There's <laughs> <laughs> a fetish for everything now. Don't 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 think you won't find it. Oh people man. who watch I never understood people who watch those. Those animal planet shows when you were watching animals mate what are you doing why yeah, is that interesting to you much i don't see, I don't know, you see a couple lions and shit yeah i don't mind watching them uh you know kill a couple gazelles or something yeah chase them down that'll bring it back to 1894 watching a lion chase down something Safari. I wouldn't go on a safari because I feel like it would turn into a Jurassic Park situation. Yeah, ruined. Right. right. Yeah, no, it's ruined me for going to any kind of live animal situation. Even the zoo, you kind of you're considering that something bad might happen. Eyes in the back of your head. Yeah. I can't. I can't tell if this is the love making or the eating of the head. Apparently, she eats the whole body. Not to, she'll, she'll, she bites the head off and then eats the whole body for nourishment. Huh. Can I just get... All right. Let's have a look. Matt Ryan with a... I think his first pick of the game, to be fair. He's not had a I pick was gonna say, yeah. No, that was his first pick. So, if you bet yeah. Matt Ryan to throw a pick, he was cashed in. Hey, the uh, Patriots are just... Uh, they're, they're rolling. They are rolling. They have not had to do much today on offense, but one of the McCordy twins. Oh, let's see. She, I just watched him hump. <laughs> oh, now she's going for the kill. Looks like they're making out. It's heavy. It's aggressive making out. But, oh, she doesn't. She just kind of just nibbles the face away. As he's alive. It's really kind of horrible. <laughs> you ever see Gone Girl? Uh, yeah. Yep. Isn't that what the chick does to NPH? Doogie Hauser and that? Really? I don't remember what happens to NPH. I remember he's there and he's weirdo. Yeah, she bangs him and she, I don't know, stabs him in the middle of lovemaking. No, this was... Uh, she really it's not decapitated. She doesn't look like slice his head off. It's not clean. It's uh she was nibbling away at the face. It was it was almost like um it's like what you expect from Hannibal Lecter, basically. Yeah. Praying man the female praying mantis is a fucking sociopath, man. Yeah, there's multiple videos of this, if you're interested. <laughs> No, I'm I, gonna I'm gonna look into it. I don't recommend. It's not, <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 almost not worth it because they had to go searching around the video. Like you don't want to watch them fuck. 
is when to see the money. Right. You don't want it too much of that on your search history because right. the wrong people see it. You're gonna think, ah, oh, prank man's Yeah, I, I, I'm completely. Uh, man, it's gross. They almost look camouflaged, but they look like almost like a blade of grass. Yeah, I think that's the part. I think that's the point that they uh, they blend in. That's how they protect themselves. That's someone how- should make someone should make a a horror movie centered around a prank mantis. I think that could really freak some people out. Has that been done? Like a regular size mantis? Yeah, like a honey, I blew up the kid sort of prank mantis. Oh, so you want a giant mantis? I don't know how giant we should go. I don't think we should go like Godzilla size. What giant monsters are there? There's Mothra and Godzilla and Kong. There must be a yeah, mantis. And just yeah, oh imagine imagine you blew up a male and a female, and then of course there's going to be like a love scene between the two of them. But it's oh yeah, two giant mantises, and then like you know, head gets bitten off or something, and just falls and kills a bunch of people. Ah, uh, there's a TV movie called Praying Mantis from 1993. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we weren't the first ones to think of this idea. Can we get a synopsis? I mean, yeah, we won't be the first people to remake shitty movies. All right. It is a psychological fil- psychological thriller film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Linda Crandall is a mentally disturbed woman who seduces men and marries them before killing them. Oh, so maybe she doesn't. She's the mantis. All right. A single man thinks he has found has finally found a woman who loves him. The woman is charming and intelligent, but holds a very dark secret, which will truly test how much he loves her, maybe. So I, don't, I wonder if this, she actually turns into a mantis or not. Uh, the woman is Jane Seymour, so I could totally see, you know, going for that. And the guy is played, for, is played by Barry Bostwick. Who's that? Uh, Barry Bostwick. You know you saw him. He was in... Uh, he was the guy in uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Susan Sarandon's husband. Okay. He, I think he was in Spin City. That show for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Who's known? I bit? feel like I'm missing one other... I feel like I'm missing one other uh, Barry Bostwick role. Maybe not. I'm looking at his filmography right now. It's not. He, I mean, he's done a lot of work. It's just uh, not a lot to write. Not home. a whole lot of memorable. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think she actually turns into a. Uh, Praying mantis. No, I could be wrong. I think, I think there's a symbolic of her killing her lovers. But that would be the horror movie. Maybe you could do a twist on this where it's like she, it's almost like a, you know, Franz Kafka, Metamorphosis. Uh, it's like. Uh, she, I, found, I found the movie. You got one? <laughs> it, it, it does exist. What year? 1957. Oh, it's per, yeah, perfect. They love doing these monster movies. Yeah. Yeah, because Godzilla was 53, I think. So it makes sense they would try and uh, 
it would try and uh, capitalize on this popular on his popularity with yeah, it. and this is like a big pregnancy, it's like a Godzilla size. It looks yeah. like what's the name of it? The Deadly Mantis. Ooh, has a look on like what do you say? I gotta look this up now. It almost, it looks like a Godzilla poster. It's uh, he's coming out of the water, or she. It should be a she if we're gonna do it right. Yeah. She's coming out of the water, oh. and you know, look at this thing. It's like Jaws meets Godzilla. The deadly mantis. This was the day that engulfed the world in terror. Yep, there it is. We should have known there had to be a mantis movie. They're too freaky of animal or creatures to not have a scary uh, movie. Yeah. And now, now, I'm look, now I'm looking at a few different ones. There's one called Tarantula. <laughs> okay. Uh, the tarantulas, anything. Well, we've seen spider, arachnophobia. Although spiders don't really get me, unless it's those like big hairy ones. Yeah, yeah. Which is tarantulas, right? I mean, those are kind of freaky, but a, a, a little spider. I mean, just get a fucking napkin, flush that bitch. You know, it's just a little spider. Yep. I'm with you. I just yeah. I like spiders. I don't mind because they uh, they help they to eat kill other them. animals. Yeah, right? they help to kill the other ones. Yeah. I don't mind them too much. They have a I purpose. I don't, I don't want them around, like close to me, but I also don't mind them. No. Attack of the crab monsters. Yeah, there's, um, there's a lot of those old. Oh yeah, whole genre. The fly. Who was in the fly? Was that uh, Goldblum? Seeing them? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum, '86, I think. Have you seen that one? I don't think I've ever seen it. No, I may have seen parts of it, but. Uh, that's actually the first movie I thought of when we were talking about prank mantises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's his best. I mean, Jeff Goldblum, that's got to be his best known work besides maybe Jurassic Park. Is it really? I think so. Because wasn't he the main character in The Fly? Huh. In, you know, Independence Day, Jurassic Park, he's, uh, in my mind, probably the most memorable character. But he's still kind of third or fourth in the depth chart. Well, yeah, it's the supporting role. Goldblum was also in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Wow. That's how old is that movie? 78. He was young. Wow. 26 when that came out. Do you know he was married to Gina Davis? Uh, I think I did know that, yeah. It's one of those. That's one of those tidbits that you don't really remember, but yeah, it's just yeah. comes up from time to time. Um, yeah, so Jeff Goldblum, good to know. <laughs> uh, where are we? What oh, are we doing? Oh, yeah. My fun. My fun fact was Gerald Ford was the assistant coach for Yale in 1935. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yep, and they suspended. Uh, they, I guess they missed a couple games during World War II, also 33-34. Well, that makes sense. I guess you have to. Um, let's see other fun ones. Fifty-five. Ted Kennedy scored Harvard's only touchdown. Big field goal there. Big well, field goal there. That'll produce the cover. Yeah, 16 nothing, six and a half point favorites. 
Yeah, that's it. It's over. Six and a half minutes left. Put him to bed. I didn't even know Ted Kennedy went. I mean, I should have known Ted Kennedy went to Harvard. Didn't they all go to Harvard, the Kennedys? Yeah, they're all fucking Harvard cocksuckers. <laughs> um, yeah, and then after that. Fucking douchebag Kennedys. Not a Kennedy guy? I mean, I got to go back and forth on him, but like now I'm thinking about him in a certain light, and it's like, you know. They, 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 it's the presidency. They didn't really get it legitimately and turn their back on all the people who got them there. And, uh, you know, I don't know. They didn't really do anything for me. Polar, polarizing figure. Yeah, for sure. JFK. For sure. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Bobby, Bobby's a douche. I'm not a Bobby guy. I I will, I have a hard stance on him. I do not like Bobby. And they're all fucking the same women. Like, can you guys figure it out? Like, why are you all just passing around the same, like, six women? Like, you know, they all fucked Marilyn Monroe. And they all fucked Judy Campbell. Like, it's, come on, guys. What are you doing? It's a little weird. Yeah, but I mean, like, Sinatra's banging them, too. So it's not like, it's not like our guy is any better. But, yeah, but they were brothers. Yeah. It's very, I mean, very sophomore. Yeah, they're brothers, and also they're like the most powerful people in the in the world. And like, what, what are you guys doing? Hanging out with gangsters and entertainers and shit? Like, you know, supposed to be uh, above and beyond. Yeah, hang on, I got, hang, on I, hang on, I got this bug. I'm gonna whack it. Hang on a second. All right, all right, riveting stuff here. Riveting stuff. Ah. <sighs> For crushed, just praying mantis them bit his head off. I smashed its spine. Well, no, bugs don't have bones, but but you know, you know, when uh, this is one of those like what those flat things like stink bugs, and they're called stink bugs. I don't know if they actually make a stink, but uh, like flat looking, I don't know. You grab them in the tissue. Mm-hmm. And you realize, oh, I got to squeeze a little bit harder, and then and you just hear the whole body break. It's a good feeling. Wow, it's violent. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I just... how, that's how Hannibal Lecter got to start killing bugs. He got off on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer too. It always starts something. Not small animals, right? Yeah, I did burn ants when I was a little kid. You do that. No, he just those uh, those that trip to the trips to the bank just kept you so enthralled, get me grounded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right, let's see. And you ready for week 11? I am. Let's see, you went 0 and 3, I went 1 and 2 last week. Yeah, week 10 is bullshit. Week 10, absolute bullshit. Uh, let's see. Mark this did not mark this down yet. And oh and three, another one in fucking two week for me. So that brings you to 12, 16, and one. Jesus. That brings me to 14 and 16. So we are in a dead heat. Uh wait, what? Tied in the loss column. Yeah. But what the fuck did I just do? 14 and 16. Wait a second. Well, that makes sense because 30 games through 10. Yeah. 
But then you're 12, 16, and 1. I have you marked down as that. That's one too few. Where did I fuck up the tally here? All right, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the math here. But I will, right. I will look back and see where we're at, where I fucked up. Should be easy, adding ones and twos every fucking week. Um, week 11. Here we go. Both of us looking to get hot. Getting a little bit of a stride here. I don't know. You feel good about this week? Like the board? I think I could. Uh, no. All right. Not really. All right. We want to lead us off? Yeah. Go for it. I hate this pick, but I have to <laughs> start. I got to stay true to myself. You know, we have we have a system here. Mm-hmm. May not be a good system, but Mm-mm. you got to have a system. I like, you know, I always preach betting numbers, not teams, and this is probably the best uh, case of this. I'm taking Vegas getting a point against the Bengals. I uh, I hate to do it because I've been on the Bengals bandwagon for over a month now, and I've kind of thrown a lot of cold water on the Raiders. I don't mm-hmm. think they're that good. This is just this is telling me that there's value in the uh, Raiders here. You know, you always look at the point spread, and it goes it it, it goes back. Uh, I'm doing a terrible job explaining this, but you know, you see you see one team. <laughs> When the home team is favored by three points, they're telling you the teams are basically even because if the other team was at home, it would be minus three. So it's a six-point swing, right? right. The, fact that they, the fact that the Bengals are favored by one on the road here, it's telling me that the Bengals would be favored by seven points at home if this game was in their building. That seems like a stretch, okay? So I'm, I'm, I think the Raiders are a live dog here. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm, Taking Vegas. All right. Putting the putting the quarter in the slot machine. Pulling the lever. Let's see what happens. All right. Okay. Let's see. All right. This is not when I get cold, I gotta go for like what I think are safe picks. Okay. Um, I'm not sure this is a safe pick. This is a road team. It's a road favorite. Uh it's not it's not Cincinnati. But they are also uh minus one. And uh, you know, sometimes you chase teams, but I'm not chasing a team that I want to win. I'm chasing a team that I want to lose. Uh, team I want to lose, always the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Green Bay always fucking covers the spread. They're one-point favorites at Minnesota. Um, is this going to be – I have no idea. Is this going to – you know, Rodgers is back. Is everything is everything back in, in the swing of things as it was two weeks ago when they were looking good? Uh, is this too easy of a pick? Maybe, but I think I, I, it just on paper it just looks funny to me. Um, I don't, again I don't like Minnesota. Uh, give me Rogers on the road, one point favorite, nice and simple. How could All I right. think, how could I take Minnesota that game? How could you talk me into Minnesota that game? Yeah. Green Bay's Green Bay's defense has been playing really well. Not not just last week. I mean, for weeks they've been playing really well. Yeah, the, I mean the the numbers tell me the Vikings are the pick, but I it's hard it's hard to pick against Green Bay right now. Yeah, yeah, they're like seven and one against the spread or something. So yeah. 
All right. Pick number two. Been going back and forth on if the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to elevate them to the Rams Buck status and ironically or unironically, those teams are on two game losing streaks, so I'm not even sure they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh so the door is open for, you know, the Dallas is the green Bay's the Arizona to kind of elevate, take that one seed. With that said, my eyes still trust the chiefs in this game over Dallas. I'm taking KC laying two and a half. Uh, I, I got to see the Cowboys go out there and win this game. You know, they look good on defense. Uh, the offense came back, nice bounce back against the uh, Falcons last week. Mm-hmm. But this is a game where, you know, I just trust the Chiefs more. I, ha- I got to see Dallas go out there and win this type of game. It's going to be – you expect this game to be close. You expect it to be there for the taking in the fourth quarter. And I just – I trust the Chiefs more. I trust the team that's been there the last two years in the Super Bowl. Dallas still has a little bit to prove. So, you know, I understand on paper Dallas is better. If the aliens had landed and watched the first, you know, two months of the season, they would point at the Cowboys and say that team's better, but my gut's telling me Chiefs, so give me KC laying two and a half. All right. Uh, all right. Next one, I don't want to do this. Uh, really don't. But you had mentioned a few weeks back picking every team at least once. Yep. Are and, we going to joint this? We might have to joint this. Oh, man. They were a trendy pick on Monday Night Football just, a, just three short weeks ago. The New York Giants were against Kansas City, and they covered. I don't like picking a trendy pick, and I think the Giants will be trendy this weekend. They go to Tampa as 11-point underdogs. Tampa's been playing terribly. They got some injuries. They don't have their weapons. Am I underestimating Tampa? Maybe. Am I overestimating Giants? Probably. Uh, they might get Saquon back. Even without Saquon, Devontae Booker's been playing pretty well. Um, do I trust Daniel Jones? Not really. But the defense plays inspired ball. They like to go out there and disrupt things. Uh, Brady's been looking every bit his age. Do we have – are we on the downslope? Are we finally going down the back nine of his career? I may make it a quick back nine. Um, hopefully. Probably not. But I'm, get, I'm taking the Giants on the road in prime time. 11-point dogs. Let's go. Big blue. Okay. That's not your joint pick? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they were trendy a couple weeks ago against KC, and I didn't, I didn't take them. I should have. So maybe this is a mistake because I'm chasing that, that high from week eight. The high of covering, not of winning. Yeah. Um, but they gave him a game, so I think they could give him. I think they could give him a game. But again, worries me that I, 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 there's articles about it already, and people are going to be all over the Giants. That concerns me. All right. Yeah, I gave a little bit of a look at the big favorites, the Titans and the Browns, but uh, I, just, I hate laying big numbers. Even though it gone to my head, I would take the the favorites seem easy in that game, which is why I'm not taking it. I don't like I don't like the Browns at all. I just I feel like the Goff might not play. David Bloff, Blow, what the hell is his name? Oof, I don't know. 
not taking it. Not taking it. So I'm, see, I'm reverting back to my old weeks. I've already taken two home teams. And the two teams that I'm bouncing around in my head right now are also both home, and they're both home dogs, which I love. This is where I dig myself back into a hole <laughs> and have to dig my way out. Mm-hmm. Um, where do I go here? All right. Oh, this team always burns me. This is I'm taking them. I'm going with the Bears. Oof. Okay. Lamar's missed a couple practices here. He'll probably play, but I don't know. The fact that he's sick right now, he hasn't practiced Wednesday and Thursday, tells me, oh, maybe he's not 100%. Mm-hmm. And I just – I do not like this Ravens defense. I do not – I don't like the defense. And Fields has actually shown you something. I mean, he, you know, the, that fourth quarter against the, uh, against the Steelers on Monday night, he showed me some. I think this could be a game – the under over is 44 and a half. I would lean towards the over. I think people are going to look at this game and think, oh, Ravens and Bears, defensive teams. I think both of these defenses kind of stink, and you're going to see some points. And if you're telling me we're going to see some points and both teams are going to play this game, you know, high 20s, maybe, dare I say, 30s, I'll take the Bears. Give me the Bears. I think the Bears can win outright. Uh, and I say that knowing the Bears always burn me. So give me the Bears getting uh, – what number do you have it at? Four and a half. Yeah, it went that it went from six to four and a half, which scares me. But the money's also on the Ravens. Why would it go? Why would it drop a point and a half? Give me the Bears. I, you know, I'll give you my honorable mention next. All right. Well, I'm going to Sunday Night Football now. Did the same Alrighty. thing. Did the same thing last week, Monday and Sunday Night Football. Uh, I don't know, man. Pittsburgh's a mess. Tying with Detroit last week. They don't know if Roethlisberger's going to start. We saw what happened with two quarterbacks this past weekend when Rodgers came off the COVID list and uh, and Russell Wilson came off the injured list, and they just they fucking were both throwing shutouts through the first half. Like it's uh, if, if if Big Ben comes back, it's not that much of a boost. If Mason Rudolph is playing, that's obviously worse anyway, just inherently worse. Chargers are favored by six. Uh, they haven't been great recently, but I think this is their get right, get get themselves back in a little bit of a stride here, uh, put up a few points. I know it's going to be Pittsburgh crowd. Uh, it's not going to matter when Pittsburgh can't move the football and the Chargers are up uh, 17-0. So give me the Chargers minus six at home on Sunday night. All right. There you have it. I have uh, Vegas getting a point. KC land two and a half, and the Bears getting four and a half. I got my favorites are Green Bay minus one, Chargers minus six, and my dog is the New York Giants plus 11. Now, those, right. those are our picks week 11. My honorable mentions the Jaguars. Like, I kind of like Jacksonville against the Niners. <sighs> yeah. Jaguars been playing hard. Yeah. I, to- I told you, man, Jacksonville's a weird fucking place to play. Right, you're going from the high of the Rams in prime time to yeah. Jacksonville. Yep. Could be a letdown spot. Yeah, this could be like – this could absolutely be – I mean, San Francisco could still win it, but it could be, you know, 12-10 or something ridiculous. Yes. So, uh, yeah. There you go. There you have it. 
Uh, another thing with Tampa, I mean, Antonio Brown's faking Vax cards. Oh, yeah, he's in trouble. I mean, come on, man. Don't tell your personal chef that shit, man. What are you, what are you guys doing? Personal uh, chef. Uh, I mean, just we live in uh, – we have such dumb people. Just yes. Amongst the biggest morons in the history of the world. Although I'm sure we would say that at any time we were around because there's just morons multiply quicker than anybody I've ever met. True. They're like mantises, fucking and eating each other's heads. <laughs> Correct. All right. All right. Well, that'll do it, I think, for this week's Sunday Pour. Thank you very much for listening. I think we probably only have one episode next week, right? I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, we got to do – yeah, we'll do Monday, and then we got to do – maybe we'll do quick, just like Thanksgiving Day picks. Picks, for yeah. Thanksgiving. Because we got to do the full Thanksgiving slate. Um, at some point. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll talk. We'll do that. Um, but thank you for listening to the show. As always, appreciate you spending the time with us. Have a great fucking weekend. Enjoy your Harvard hat. Yep. Have a good weekend, everybody. And we'll uh, catch up with you early next week. Peace. Mac Jones lines up behind center with a comfortable lead here. He's got one wide receiver out to his left. He's got – oh, he does the old sneak up the middle. He did now not get it. Uh, I'll bring him to the two-minute warning, though. Fourth and one. That's all right. They're just buying their time here. Yeah, they'll take a two-minute warning and uh, talk it over. Yep. They just go for it to put it away. Yeah, might as well. But you got to lose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nothing, yeah, nothing to lose. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't know what we got. Correa says Jeter stinks. Uh, Yanks want Matt Olson. Defense. Fucking pissed. I fucking talk shit about Jeter, man. I know I'm a fanboy, but. I mean, it's enough, such a, enough about Jeter's defense, man. All right, he wasn't flashy, didn't have the best range, but fucking guy was a vacuum at shortstop, man. Yeah, you don't have to defend him, man. It's it's a joke. These guys, the guys got more rings than though these guys will ever have, and more hardware than these guys will ever have. Why, why are they still talking about him? Why is he here, yeah. Carlos? Yeah, fuck Carlos, Correa. Carl and not a, Carlos made a huge error in the playoffs a couple years ago, if I remember correctly. If I saw the highlight correctly after I read the comment. Yeah. Like a big old A job at shortstop. Yeah. I want a guy that's reliable. I don't need a guy who fucking get into every goddamn ball and, you know, just breaking his ass to get to it. You get to you get to a ball you can't get to, you then you make a bad throw. Great, you got to the ball. Does that help for your with your defensive metrics? Yeah. They don't stupid, factor that shit stupid. in. Stupid. Uh, what, yeah, did, I, what did you think of uh, – go ahead. Oh, no, I was also going to say the one thing about Jeter that you can never say about Correa is a great team leader. I mean, the guy – the whole team looked up to the guy. He was a true captain. Uh, you know, he, he, he ran that infield. I think when A-Rod came, disrupted shit a little bit. But um, A-Rod's a big, dumb personality if you have thrown in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> but he was, uh, you know, but he was, he was a great leader. I led by example and he, and people respected him and he was a field general out there. So choose a true shortstop in that regard. Yeah. So fuck you, Korea. Basically. Yeah, come on, man. What do you think? Just get out. Just stop. Why are we talking about? And what are you doing looking at metrics if you're a ball player? Yeah. What are you? Yeah. What are you doing, man? Just fucking go out there and work at your game, working your footwork, working on your throws, working yeah. get out of your glove faster. Fucking metrics. <laughs> Oh, Josh Rosen is coming in. Yes. Two-minute drill here. Phenomenal. Here we go. Let's see what he can do. Big arm. Pick, pick six, bump, strip, sack. <laughs> There's like five arm. or six different options we could pick here. Big arm. Three touchdowns and a buck 55. One guy can do it. It's him. Super Bowl, <laughs> Super Bowl champion, Josh Rosen. Oh, right. Who was he on? The, uh... On Tampa. Like a third quarterback. Oh, that's right. Practice squad. Still gets a ring, no? I don't know. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> did you watch Curb? I watched Curb. I sure did. Cleaned my robe. Curb was good. <laughs> Curb was good. <laughs> Curb was really good, yeah. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I think that was the best line in the whole show was uh, when Woody tells him off and stomps, stomps away. It's like Teddy wore me, or Teddy said you were an asshole. He's like, "What? What did Ted Danson say about me?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slams the apple. <laughs> His acceptance speech—that was a spoof on Joaquin's. Pretty oh, yeah. sure from a few years back. I mean, I think it's every Joaquin is one of the more recent famous ones, but there's a lot of people that, do, that take time to. Yeah give incoherent speeches about causes. Have you ever had pirate's booty? Uh, not, I, yeah, I think I've probably had it, but I don't really, there's nothing stuck in my memory though. It's like a, it's a kid's, it's a kid's snack, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to tie back into the uh, mini bar. Oh yeah. How could you date a woman that eats pirate booty? Because uh if you have a mini bar, <laughs> it's not something you should have. That was the thing that troubled me was an adult eating pirate booty. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever had it, but it's a kind of like puffy, kind of yeah. like a cheese puff, but not as good. Popcorny, but not really popcorny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want I couldn't to get past it. that. I can get past her not picking it up, but I couldn't get past her eating it. And <laughs> Freddie couldn't get past the no pickup. No. <laughs> it was not it was not happy. No. Great move. I thought it was I knew she was gonna do something to the robe, Susie. Yeah. But I thought that was fucking hysterical. Putting the flag of the star David on the back. The juice the juice. There's the pick. Yeah. There it is. Van Noy takes it to the house. I mean you knew you knew something was coming. Kyle Van Noy. I don't know why the Dolphins let him go. It was stupid. Although, I can't go by this. I mean, there's a lot of linebackers that could have picked off Josh Rosen there. Yes. Oh, that throw oh, was atrocious. telegraphed. That throw was – was that even the how – how's that professional quarterback motion? 
That throw was atrocious. I meant no, it was. Oh man, he couldn't wait to get rid of that. He couldn't get rid. Of, could not wait to get rid of that ball. He had his mind made up. Is that you know when he took the snap. As Joe Beningo says, nobody hit the nobody hit the open linebacker better than Richard Todd. <laughs> uh, yeah, good episode of Curb. Funny. Yeah. Oh, funny funny. Uh Succession. I Succession was, was all over the place. I thought it was a great episode. Yeah, it was it was just all it was chaos. I had to watch I had to watch it again. Just because there was so much, there's so much like language sometimes that I do not understand that I need to go back and watch it again and actually study. All right. The first time I watch it, I don't know. I kind of, not that I shut my brain off, but I try and just enjoy it. Yeah. Second, second time is for uh, homework purposes. Oh, man. I thought it was chaotic and showed how inept. These people are without, like, Logan, without having that voice to listen to. The only His guy kids can... are all stupid, right? His kids are all dumb. Well, the only guy, the only person who commanded that room, like Logan would have, was Kendall when he came down and, like, kind of hijacked it. He was the yeah, only yeah. person everybody paid attention to. Um, right. Of course, he's killing bunnies and shit, too. So, um, <laughs> I, I, raising bagel. I thought that was a great, I thought it was a great episode. I really do. And yeah. I, thought, I thought it was because they, I mean, early on, you know, they show like, here's your pills. And then she was leaving. You're like, that's not good. He's not going to remember to take those pills. Yeah. We didn't know idea what they were. But just how incompetent they all are without him. Uh, I mean, Shiv, not incompetent, but it shows her true motivation, their true colors. She just, need, she, she only closed the deal when she had, a, she saw the angle for herself. Mm hmm. That pissed him off when he kind of came out of it. Uh, Romulus remained true to him, remained <laughs> loyal. Another pick. Another pick. My God. Classic. Just oh, so much, the game. So much for three touchdowns in uh, 255. I mean, we might get three, but it won't be three Falcons touchdowns. Oh, that wasn't even Rosen. That was someone else. That someone else? Fr Franks? Franks. Franks and beans. <laughs> the Franks get blow with beans. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, no. It was definitely a good episode. It was just a lot going on with the back and forth. Oh, uh, but it was, and it was also, yeah, you're right. But they, it, was, it was quick. A lot of quickness. And there's a lot of funny lines kind of worked into the madness. So there'd be times when I would be laughing at a line, but they'd be like three sentences ahead of me because I was still laughing at the last thing that they said. Yeah. Uh, it was, and they're all awful people. There's not a good person on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder who the moral compass is. I don't know who, if, it's, if Jerry has any moral compass. I mean, not really. Uh, uh, a little bit. Yeah, I think her motivation is just to keep her job. I don't think she has any delusions of grandeur or power, really. I think she just wants to do a good job and keep her job, but I really don't know. Company gal. She's been there 30 years. Yeah, that's really it. That's really it. That's her life. Yeah. Um, man, Logan, not happy. 
giving up the giving up the PJs. They should have just done that, close the deal, giving up the private jets. And I then, thought they pulled off the they pulled back the private jets for this the extra seat. Uh, and did they lose? They lost the private jets too. I, I don't know. Was that part? I I don't know. I think it was a I think it was a private jets and the seat. So I thought this is the one thing he wouldn't budge on was the private jets. So look yeah. at it or something. So I think. Um, and that dude Sandy just they never really explained what happened to him. Like maybe he had a stroke. Yeah. I'm not sure if they that's sometimes these shows they'll mention something like in passing and you don't realize that it's significant. Yeah. So I don't know if there if an episode or two ago they did mention it and I just missed it. I mean it was probably that kid that that's like friends with Kendall. You know, the guy right, like, right, right, right. He probably, he probably said something about it like an episode Dewey. or two ago. Stewie, yeah. He's a shithead. Oh yeah. I'm starting I I'm I am starting to kind of like Connor. Starting to like Connor? Yeah. Connor's oh, great. They all these all these rich assholes like live in their own universe. Yeah. Of just grand delusion. But like he his delusion is times a billion. And it's I love it. <laughs> yeah. I just love him. It's celebrating when like the president went down. Yeah. Like he's the only he's the only one pumped up about it. And just asking for Europe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. He's like, oh, that was that was one of the best things that Shiv did in that episode. And he's actually he's, uh, delusional. Like he thinks he's like crushing it at times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, all right. Just making sure. That yeah, that was one of the best things that Shiv did when he was like, Well, he did promise me, you know, whatever he said. Did that did promise me Europe. And yeah. Like, well, now I know he's not feeling well. How long ago was this? Like, now we now we have a timetable because that is not something yeah. we ever say. <laughs> we know he wouldn't say that. And even with him in that state, he never actually promised him it. So yeah, credit no. to Logan. Right. He was he was kind of just going on instinct at that point, and you know, fuck him is definitely an instinct that he has a lot of times. So yeah. when he came out, I said, "Fuck him." Uh, that, that that is Logan. I did not realize that you. I'm sure a lot of people are googling the UTI thing. I didn't realize that would fuck with your brain if you didn't take the meds. <laughs> nah, I never never knew that. Never knew that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know where they go from here. It's still going to be a more what is, power and, and Kendall going on stage like that just shows you desperate what an idiot he is. Yeah, that was. Uh, that kind of showed to me like where he was in his whatever uh, battle or in his uh, path. Like yeah. when he first did it, when he first kind of took the crowd by surprise, which is the end of last season, it was huge and it hit hard and it landed. And this, he went up there and it fizzled and it was, it was a big nothing. You know what I mean? And this just kind of shows like where like, the, he talks about this, uh, uh, foundation that they're going to set up, but I mean, does he even set this fucking thing up? Does he even happen? Yeah. Like, that, that feels like, I mean, I guess they had a, pl- a plan to do it. It wasn't like something he just set up on the spot to get people to hear him. Yeah. Kind of it out, but who knows? Like, there's something to that bunny dying or that bunny getting sick. Uh, there's some symbolism there. I know. I don't know what it is yet. That he's a terrible. Parent, yeah, terrible parent. One, that's that's not that's not that he's, that he's a fucking idiot for saying call the doctor. 
<laughs> yeah, don't, no, no, don't, that's not a symbol that he's a terrible parent. That is definitely, that's just a, a sign that he's a terrible parent. That is a, that is just a fact-based uh, uh, incident. Yeah. That shows he's a terrible parent. But there's something that him killing the bunny, I don't know if the bunny represents, like, his family, that represents his movement or whatever, but it's fucking fizzling out, man. Yeah, I don't know where they exactly go from here. I mean, Logan's going to still keep getting investigated, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, and Shiv's going to keep thinking she's kind of running things, but she's not. Yep. Tom's getting ready for prison. <laughs> yes. Tom wants, they wants to put a baby in her, yeah. Yeah, Tom. <sighs> I mean, really didn't sell it at all. No. No, he's probably the worst poker player in the history. <laughs> oh, you must be. I mean, it's not a romantic thing to say. It's like you're ovulating now or whatever. Fuck you. The word ovulating should never be used in a sexual manner. No, not in like spontaneous. No. It's really not a word that should ever be used ever. <laughs> well, I mean, if like you're planning, then. Doctor's like, office, maybe. Yeah, if you're planning, then it comes up, but not like when you're trying to dry humper against the wall. No. <laughs> Not when you're trying to get a room, nah. No. <laughs> get a room for you to ovulate. Nothing puts the spark out, spark out like the O word. Nothing like ovulating in the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not uh, not Tom's brightest moment, but I mean, he's there. He's there with. Uh... <laughs> that was a funny. It was a funny episode too, man. He's in there in the year in the stall with Logan. Yeah. He's like, thank you, son. He's like, oh, you're welcome, pop, dad, papa. Papa, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's yeah. when he comes out and he's like, your dad's off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. almost like when he was, he was being too nice to him. Yeah. And that's when he noticed. <laughs> um, the, another great line was when <laughs> I can't sue my grandfather. But I can sue Greenpeace after he's dead. There you go. Greg's got a plan. <laughs> he's like, I like your style, Greg. Suing Greenpeace. He's <laughs> got a five-year plan. Jesus, man. Just brutal. Uh, yeah, Greg, he, fuck, he screwed the pooch, man. What was his move? You think he should have st- stuck with uh, the first attorney or he should have just initially lawyered up? I think he should have just... Last season, when his grandfather was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave you five hundred billion dollars, whatever ridiculous number it was," he's like, "All right, like well, I'll go work at fucking Target." And oh, he, he offered him all that money to not work. It was that way start anymore. It's an yeah, it's his inheritance. Yeah, and uh, what might not be for 10, 20 years, like whenever his grandfather kicks it. But at the same time, I mean, uh, that seems worthwhile to to say, like, okay, well. My grandfather hates his place. Go fucking work anywhere. Go work anywhere else. He's not telling you to go fucking, you know. Oh, he had to wait for him to die, though. Yeah, yeah. That's what inheritance is, yeah. <laughs> why Why didn't I mean? Could have fronted him a little bit. Well. Yeah, you probably got to. Like the grandfather. Take, yeah, you got to take the deal. You got to take the inheritance. Take the like, shirt thing. Like the grandfather told him, he's got to start taking himself seriously. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's in a river of shit, of man of his own shit, really. Yeah, may not be 
may not be getting off. We'll see. Yeah, and he might be going to prison too. That's right. Could be. Him and Tom cellmates. Oh, that would be a great season right there. It's a, it's a good, yeah, it's a spinoff. <laughs> Greg and Tom. Greg and Tom go to jail. <laughs> um, let's see anything else we're missing from that episode. I really think that was a superb hour of television. Yeah. That might have been the best of the season. No, it was good. It was good. It was good. They've all been good so far, I thought. Yeah, it's been a really good season, yeah. It's been, it's been really solid, consistent. And um, oh, just leaving Frank out to dry on the stage there. That's yeah, brutal. That is brutal. Frank, Frank's the most... Is Frank the most hated man in the room? Or at least he's definitely the least trusted man in the room. Least trusted. Logan, yeah. I don't know if Logan hates him. Yeah, the only person he hates is. That's the. I wonder, are people questioning that? I didn't listen or hear anything about this episode, like on the internet. But I don't know if you have either, but I wonder if people are talking about him deleting the number at the end and if that kind of plays into what was going on in his brain or if that's him thinking clearly. I I wonder if people are wondering. How clearly oh, thinking we did it. I don't know. I just watched it last night. I haven't read about it at all, so I'm not sure. What do you? What, what do you are saying? Do you think he was thinking clearly when he did that, or do you think? I think so. Yeah. I think he was thinking clearly. Yeah, no, I think so too. I, I just wonder how sometimes uh, TV fans like read into things a little differently than I do, or yeah. look into things a little differently than I do. Um, so that was one thing I wondered what people might, uh, how they might take it. But yeah, I think I think he was thinking like, totally clearly at that point. Absolutely. Uh, if that was the case, what was what was the purpose of getting Kendall to that room? Was that just to fuck with him? Just to, to fuck with him or distract him to get him out of his way, be sure he knew exactly where he was. Yeah, just to fuck with him. Huh? Fuck with him, power move. Yeah, all that. Logan's back, yeah. Yeah, he just, he's, maybe he realizes that he was kind of, uh, like, in the middle of those negotiations. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? I mean, I don't know. Did, did Kendall benefit at all from the deal? I can't even remember. I think Kendall's, really, his only mission was to broker the, broker it so that the family didn't lose the company. I don't think at any I don't think he had any goals other than being sure that they stayed in power so he could stay in power. Yeah. Or at least you know, because he can't his his whole thing doesn't work unless the family runs the company. Because Logan was very suspicious from the start about them wanting to settle. Yeah. Yes. And I wonder if he kind of knew that Kendall was not that he was playing both sides, but was in their ears. Yeah, was right. He was negotiating, for, and also in Frank's ear. Yeah, and and a little bit with Shiv, that he was kind of pulling the strings more than Logan was. I wonder if Logan was kind of hurt by that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You're right because he did call as soon as they called to settle. He was all over that, and that was maybe the last sound thing that he had. Said. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't we just give him a cranberry juice? 
Yeah, it was good, man. Uh, it was really good. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know. I got nothing else, I guess. No, I didn't even have anything written down about the show. <laughs> I, uh, I only watched it once, too, man. I just, I didn't, I had not really thought about it since I watched it yesterday. I was like, talking yeah. about it like after with my wife. And uh, yeah, I guess it did stick with me. It was really good. Yeah. Um, what ha- can you remind me at the end of in season one? I guess I have to go back and watch at some point. But in season one, so I know how it ends, obviously. But did Kendall was he on a bender for a couple episodes before uh, that finale? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was on a serious bender. So, like, what like what happens here? Does he have a moment? Like he's cut off from his father and will take his cause. Like is does he does he realize that he is just as shitty of a father as his dad was? No way, right? He he's he's gonna just drink himself to death or something. He could, he could definitely do that. Yeah, this this as this could spiral out of control real quickly. Oh yeah. As things, real fast. Things are just not going his way. Yep. There are some cracks. Yeah, he have a Although it looked like you watched the next next on. I didn't. Oh, okay. I won't say anything. But I mean, there was no nothing to indicate that he was back on the wagon. But there was a hint of what might be coming down the pike. All right, all right. Should be, should be fun. I might as well say because it, it was in the previews. I'm not giving away anything that's not in the previews, right? All right, yeah. But it looks like he's going. Like to the DOJ, like rat now. Mm. So I don't know. Wow. I don't know. I don't even know what he has though. I don't know if he has anything to fucking say. He's just gonna tell his story just to be heard. Whatever. Well, Greg may have given him some, right? Maybe Greg's dead to him now <laughs> until he's useful again. Yeah. Yep. Living on borrowed time, Greg. But uh, yep. Aren't we all? <laughs> all right good stuff man all right i'll get this out momentarily and uh we'll talk to you uh well i'll talk to you tomorrow sounds good we got, we got some plans to make <laughs> oh, I, think oh yeah. one, I think we have one more coming i don't know if you know i don't cancel <sighs> might be a last minute addition is he uh, does, he hasn't told me. Is he riding with me? I don't know. I didn't ask. Maybe maybe I'll throw out the twenty four hour notice. I'll tell people car leaves at eight thirty. There you go. <laughs> Nothing but Friday morning text. My weekend already started. I took tomorrow off. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Bottoms up. Weekend holiday weekend. <laughs> I'll enjoy it, man. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Peace.